0: Sunlight. That's Jesse Colin Young and the Young Bloods. Jesse Colin Young is going to be in town next Saturday at the Funky Biscuit, and I have Jesse Colin Young on the phone. Hi, Jesse.
1: How you doing, man?
0: Good. Now, you are a guy who was in the center of the folk revival in, in the nineteen sixties in Greenwich Village, and uh, do you think anything like that will ever happen again?
1: <laughs> I doubt it. But it'd be wonderful if it did. I mean, it was, for us, it was an awakening to all this music that we were hearing on AM radio.
0: Where were the roots? Well, when did you pick up a guitar? <laughs>
1: uh, I was 15 and attending Phillips Andover, which is a prep school in New England freezing has cold. <laughs> and um, they actually offered guitars and elective. I played piano when I was a kid, but I I hated it. Uh,
0: and so, why why did you pick the guitar?
1: That's all they offered. I was listening to you know, from the time I was ten, I was listening to Ellen Freed on Long Island, and uh, I knew the guitar was that was where the music was coming from. So
0: I'm surprised they offered it to you because that's how you got kicked out of school.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they offered it to me as a classical guitar course. And, of course, I took the guitar, and, and my roommate did also. And, you know, here's a guy I don't know, and it ends up we can both sing in harmony like the Everly Brothers. So the classical guitar kind of got left in the dust, and I just started playing this awful Stella guitar with the action like an inch high or something. <laughs> in the beginning, every chord took tremendous will force.
0: So it was basically rock and roll that got you hooked.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was hooked from the day I turned on the radio. and uh, You know, I was on Long Island. I was probably 10 when Alan Freed came on the radio.
0: and uh, Did you hang out at the uh, Washington Square and, and uh, those weekend uh, jams?
1: You know, I was going to NYU, so I was checking these things out. I was there for a year, and this is how I, I'm living on St. Mark's Place, two blocks or three blocks from... Washington Square, and I'm seeing it kind of happen, and uh, I've been playing the guitar like crazy in my bedroom and living rooms for uh, four years now. Then after that year at NYU, I just dropped out of school. I said, I hate this. i got to try to make a living playing the guitar just for kicks. I mean, here I am in Greenwich Village. It's happening. It's exciting, kind of scary because... uh,
0: you put down the, the rock guitar and you started playing folk music.
1: No, no, no. I, yeah, but the whole folk revolution was just a discovery of the roots of rock and roll and doo-wop, the roots of what Elvis brought us. So we wanted to hear that. And, and this wonderful guy who started Folkway Records in New York in an office in the Brill Building the size of a closet started to release all these tapes made in the 30s of the old blues guys. Stuff recorded during the Depression in the mountains, mountain music, and the rawness of that stuff. You know, being a kid from the suburbs and, and blues about things that we had never experienced, oppression and, and survival, and just got to us
0: all. You were in, in New York at a special time because you got to see some of those old-timers who recorded in the 30s perform.
1: Absolutely. John Hurt, oh my God. James uh, got to be friends with Lightman Hopkins.
0: Uh, what do you What do you mean friends?
1: Hung out with him. Uh, he would play every night that he wasn't playing. He would play in somebody's living room wherever he was staying. Part of the folk thing was to play for several nights and you stayed for free somewhere uh, wherever Lightman was when he was in town. That's where I would be, and we did. He, he needed to get his hair processed one time. And I, I had a friend who was a barber, African-American barber. And, and so that was an opening for Lightman and I. And, <laughs> and then I took him out to Pennsylvania to a motorcycle race on Sunday once. And I don't know what I was thinking. Because <laughs> my friends used to race motorcycles in, uh, in Pennsylvania, right in Bucks County. and uh,
0: Did they know who he was?
1: No, and he—it was Sunday, and he knew he was going somewhere where there was probably just white people. (laughs) He wore this blue suit and a a beautiful hat because it was Sunday. I didn't—I didn't didn't realize this until later. Yeah, so (laughs) no, we were just there, and my friends and I introduced him, and no, and then we went home uh, to to the city. That was the craziest. But Lightning had probably been in some strange places in his life. Music, you know, he's a special guy you get treated you know take a peek at other people's lives
0: did he teach you anything on guitar
1: yeah i just listened to him play and watched and took my guitar when i could he never sat down and gave me a lesson but we we all learned how to play from listening to records really i mean most of the musicians who came out of that time are all ear musicians you know i read music when i was 10 playing the piano but that's last note I ever read. Uh, remember that song of Martin Moles in the 70s, licks off of records I have known? That's, uh, that, was, <laughs> that was how we did
0: it. I'm speaking with Jesse Colin Young. Jesse's going to be in town in Boca Raton next Saturday evening. You, your first album, I know, was a solo album, a blues kind of album. What kind of change did the group, the Youngbloods, have? What, what kind of change did that make in your music?
1: Well, we tried to transfer right directly over to just take the music we were playing, which some of it was blues, some of it was kind of country, a little more country-oriented. Soul of the City Boy kind of goes back and forth. There's a song on there I, I dedicated to Lightning called You've Got to Fix It. So some songs would translate and some songs would not. So uh, both Jerry and I were writing, and then eventually Banana started writing, mm. Didn't write together. We were all kind of doing this in our own living rooms, and then bringing the songs into rehearsal. We spent a year at the Cafe Gogo, Go, so we really didn't know. I didn't know how to. I mean, I'd been in a band for two minutes in high school, also two minutes in college. But
0: well, what do you, you attribute the success to the Youngbloods? Then uh, we were all good musicians and had a dream
1: and went after it. And when we didn't write the songs, then we. Look at Get Together. We were at the Café Gogo for a year, opening for whomever, and allowed to use the Go-Go during the day for rehearsal. And we shared this with the Blues Project. So we got every other day or sometimes, because neither of us was traveling. We were all learning how to play together. So that was like woodshedding. So one afternoon, it was Sunday, I thought it might be dark. And so I could call the guys and say, we got it, let's rehearse because um, we were making this up as we went along. We were translating all this folk music that we had and music that we had written, kind of in those traditions, but was, of course, influenced by the pop music we'd grown up on. So I went down the stairs, go-go long stairs down in the basement, and uh, there's a guy on stage I saw playing with Tim Harden. His name was Buzzy Lenhardt, and he was singing Get Together. Dino Valenti had, had been like a, a cult, famous folk singer in the village a couple of years before I got there. And he'd written Get Together and left it there. Every other folk singer in the village sang it. But I, did, I never heard it before. I mean, the Kingston Trio recorded it two years, I think, before we did. I never heard that either. But boy, I heard Buzzy sing it then. I went backstage, which I had never done, and said... I got to have the lyrics, man. I I love that song. And I took it into uh, rehearsal the next day with the Youngbloods. And in the end, that was the five minute song that became the single that changed our lives.
0: I'm speaking with Jesse Collin Young. Uh, The Youngbloods uh, didn't last that long, I mean, in in relative terms. So, Mm -hmm. uh, how did you find yourself uh, in Hawaii? Are you in Hawaii now?
1: Yes. we have to come in June. we have a little coffee farm. We lived here um, probably from, let's see, my house burned down in California in 95, so we moved here.
0: Yikes, that must have been a setback.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I don't recommend it, but I mean, I see the people going through it every year.
0: Did you lose guitars? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, we lost almost everything. We got a, I, I got a couple guitars out so I could play live. Um, The bass I played in The Youngbloods, that that burned up a lot of stuff. The whole house went down and disappeared, a raging forest fire. Because uh, we lived on
0: the edge of the woods. and Well, it's still happening.
1: Yeah, it's still happening, and of course. But it is so beautiful to be that close to nature and build a house um, with a great big tree that comes up through the deck, but, you know... (laughs) If that tree catches fire, your, your house is going to go with it.
0: So. Is that why you moved to Hawaii? No, we had
1: had a little place in Hawaii um, as a getaway. And um, we actually came here after the fire to try to heal up. I mean, we had to go out and buy clothes after that fire. We had nothing but what we were wearing. And um, we came here, and through our son's uh, friend we found that there was a Waldorf school 10 minutes from our house. And my wife was, uh, at that point, devoted to Waldorf education. He was the first one of ours to go to school. That kind of turned the trick. I mean, we said, why not here? So we had a really small house, and uh, we went back to uh, Connie's home in South Carolina for the summer, and some wonderful carpenters and architects kind of, doubled or tripled the size of the house and we came back and, and school opened
0: how's the uh coffee business
1: well we got a little crop we had to actually we sell it um we sell it on internet on my only on my website at com. and uh this we're sold out this year the you know, we started a new band this past year with my uh, son who graduated from Berkeley and his friends. Um, so I have seven Berkeley graduates in my young people in their 20s playing with me. Amazing. Young that, is
0: people. that that's who's going to be at the uh, Funky Biscuit next that's, Saturday?
1: <laughs> I don't know whether we're going to fit on the stage, but yes, we're going to be there. <laughs> and it is uh, they are there's something these kids. It's Berkeley school of music in Boston's great mm. school. I went to hear his uh, senior recital, my son Tristan, and I fell in love with the band that he had put together. And I, I thought to myself, you know, before I leave this planet, i got to play with young people like this.
0: Why? I mean, how has it uh, ch- uh, affected your career?
1: Oh, we've had a wonderful year of sellouts. Um, it's brought me a lot of joy, and that's really what I'm after at this point. Um, sometimes the money is good, uh, better than others, and you know what? I just, uh, I love playing with these young people, and uh, we're going to record in March. We're going to Nashville. Uh, we have a a producer named Colin Linden, who's also a great picker, and uh, we're going to make a record. Uh, There's mostly, almost all of it is new, either new music that I've written in the past couple of years, things that I've co-written in my life, Connie, or things that I wrote last week.
0: Jesse Collin Young is going, to, is going to be in concert next... Well, what's the name of the band?
1: It's just Jesse Collin Young Band.
0: Okay, Jesse Collin Young Band in concert next Saturday night at the Funky Biscuit, 303 Southeast Meisner Boulevard in Boca Raton. Information five six one three nine five two nine i got to tell you, I've been thinking about you a lot lately, because over the past few years, uh, in my yoga class, one of these, I don't know, uh, yoga musicians uses just the course of Get Together, and they kind of sampled it into some yoga music, and I keep on thinking, none of these people know of the Youngbloods, but they know this song now.
1: So they sampled it into yoga music?
0: yeah. (laughs) Because it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful song.
1: <laughs> oh, it is a beautiful song. It is a beautiful... What a blessing. And that day that I fell in love with it, you know, I knew... I knew that it was part of my destiny. I just...
0: I, well, what places... Tell me something special where that song has brought you.
1: That has c- carried... Uh, whenever I want to play... I can play. It doesn't matter how long I've been retired or how long since my last gig or whether I play solo or with a band, um, That it touched people's hearts so much and it keeps coming back, even though a lot of times it's, it's coming back in the, in the One Table Walmart commercial that was on this fall that came right out right after the horror in Charlottesville. Um, So it's kept my audience alive. And um, when we started playing in February, after three or four months of rehearsing long distance, I'm living in South Carolina. uh, It's Connie's hometown. And uh, we were going to Boston a lot because some of the kids hadn't graduated. Uh, A lot of them were still based there, you know, having graduated from Berkeley. We probably had 15 or 20 shows in a row sold out. And I haven't played in seven years. That's the most special thing that Get Together has done for me. It is, it is, the people keep a, uh, a place in their hearts for that song. And uh, I'm always welcome.
0: Has it always been that way? Has your feelings toward this song changed over these last few decades?
1: No. No, every time we sing at the end of the show, uh, that's really my favorite part. The audience sings. So that's, uh, that's a special place. I even wrote a song about it that's going to be on this album called One More Time. Uh, what do I say? Sacred Space for Joy and Grace. Hear the people sing. And uh, I love to hear them sing. That song especially.
0: Jesse Colin Young. He's going to be in concert next Saturday night at the Funky Biscuit. Well, I want to thank you so much for talking to us, and uh, I think I'll play Get Together. So thanks so much for talking to us. Wonderful. You're welcome, man. My pleasure.